0: This episode discusses suicide and abortion and may not be suitable for all audiences. Marginalized groups exist in every community. Their stories often get swept under the rug, forgotten, or minimalized. By sharing these stories, we hope to cultivate compassion and equip the local church to better care for all people. This is Life Stories.
1: My name is Grace Grosbeck. We've been at Church of the Cross for 40 years now. That's awesome. (laughs) Married to my college sweetheart, Gary. We have one granddaughter and two grandsons that are twins.
0: And you've been married for 52 years? Yes. I skipped the sons; just went to the grandchildren. Well, I feel like at this point that's how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I fully understand that. I think my parents do that too. Yeah, so, <laughs> this season on Life Stories, we are focusing in on one specific area of Life Task Force Ministry. Members of the Life Task Force support a local women's clinic who help moms in crisis. With the overturning of Roe v.ersus Wade, this year has once again brought the problem of abortion to the forefront of the American psyche. It raises many questions and hard conversations, often pitting people against each other. One social media movement encourages women to shout their abortion, desiring to normalize women's experiences. With nearly one million abortions performed each year, There are few people who have not been affected by abortion in some way. Life Stories exist to tell stories about marginalized people groups in hopes that it will stir up compassion and help equip the local church to better love those around them. This season, we will share stories of abortions, not those shouted, but those whispered in prayer, in tears, or never spoken at all. The men and women in these stories have been deeply affected by abortion, whether by personal experience or through someone they love. What we've learned is that abortion is not an individual choice that leaves no ripple effects, but leaves a wide wake behind it. It stirs up pain in everyone and everything that it touches. We are not offering answers to the problem, only true stories shared in faith in tears, in the hope that someone who is listening, who has suffered silently, will hear that they are not alone. Grace and her older sister were born in Texas to a banker and a stay-at-home mom. Grace's mom passed away early in her childhood. I was
1: born in Comanche, Texas, which is a small little town in Texas, about 4,000 people and my sister and I are two years apart, and I'm the youngest. We lived right behind the church where we went to church, and we were just typical little girls
0: playing with our mud pies and things like that. After her mom's death, Grace moved in with her grandmother. She wrote letters to her dad, and eventually he remarried, and they were reunited. Grace never knew what happened to her mom, It wasn't until she was a mother herself that she finally asked. When I was a young mother with two young boys that
1: sometimes would drive me crazy, and I wondered if my mother felt that way about us. And the strange thing was my dad was was dying of cancer in the hospital, and on the way home one morning I just said I really had never understood that, you know, how my mother died, how our mother died. And she said, well, my husband told me that she committed suicide, and I was shocked. I had no clue about that, and living in a a town of 4,000 people, everyone knows everything. But I think God protected me from that, from that stigma of suicide while I was young so, uh, but it left me with a lot of questions. So there's not a lot that I do remember, but uh, remember that my mom sent me outside to play with my jump rope and she called my dad and told him to come and get me and she took her life. And when, when my dad died, I really uh, used that time to grieve for my mom as well. Uh, because I grieved for her in a whole new way because uh, she
0: had taken her own life. She reached out to her aunt, who was the only one who really knew what had happened to her mom.
1: My aunt, uh, I, she was the only one living that still knew my mom that well and uh, because my grandmother had passed. And so I wrote my aunt and asked her about that, and she began to share with me a lot of the things to fill in the blanks as far as uh, my mom's death. And she shared another revelation to me that I had not known was that uh, she had had an abortion And it was just truly devastating to her, even though she had been ill and the doctor had recommended that she have an abortion. uh, When she found out that it was a little boy, uh, she was just truly devastated with that. And um, it led to a
0: deep depression that she suffered, which ultimately led to her death. One in seven women will experience depression after the birth of a child. In 2011, a study published in the British Journal of Psychiatry reported that women who had an abortion were 37% more likely to experience depression and 155% more likely to commit suicide. The American Psychological Association published a study stating that having an abortion does not, in itself, increase the risk of mental health crisis. That the risk remains the same whether a woman carries a child to term or has an abortion. Personally, as a woman who has lived through postpartum depression with each of my three children's births, it is a harrowing and isolating experience, regardless of birth trauma or pregnancy term. Grace's mother, like most women who choose abortion, felt she had no other choice. And then after, she grieved without an outlet to heal. And in a time when mental health was not understood, I am sure she felt very alone. Grace learned to trust God early on in life through her church family. As a child, I had gone
1: to church since the cradle row. I was there all the time uh, with children's programs and everything, and so our our family was church-going. My mother was a Christian, which made it difficult for me to understand why these things happened. We uh, loved church, and I loved God and Jesus, and we uh, sang a lot of happy songs about Jesus, and it's fond memories for that. So growing up, when my uh, dad remarried, uh, I remember being in church one day uh, at the age of seven, and that's when the Lord just, I can still feel how the Holy Spirit dealt with me to turn my life over to Him. I've always had that relationship and trust in God, everything's going to be okay,
0: no matter what. She feels the Lord protected her from the knowledge of her mom's death as she grew up. After finding out her mom's story, she began to ask questions about how her mom thought of her as a child. Well, well, I was
1: grieving for my dad. I also grieved for my mother uh, when I had found that out, and I really didn't share it with anyone. So it made it doubly difficult, I think, because I didn't share it with anyone or go to any counseling about it. But I really, I wasn't angry with God. I was angry at my mother more than anything. You know, why did she do this? She was a Christian. You know, why? And uh, I think more of why she did it rather than why God allowed it was my perspective at that age. Well, I went through the whole uh, steps of the grieving process with my mother, you know, I went through sadness, I went through anger, I went through questioning, and I finally came to the point of of saying, okay, Lord, I don't know all the whys about this, but could you give me some answers? And so that's when I wrote to my aunt, and she shared with me several of these things, and I, uh, You know, God was there to comfort me, and I felt that way. I I was never angry at him, but I was angry at my mother. And so um, when I I thought about that, uh, I asked God, I said, Would you please just let me know that my mother loved me and that uh, she cared for me? So um, when I wrote my aunt, she sent me back um, a lot of information. Of course, there were still a lot of holes in her story, my mother's story, that we'll never know. But she looked through some of my mother's things, and she actually found the note that she left when she took her life. And in that note, at the very end, she said, and I can just see her looking out the window at me playing jump rope and saying, take care of my little sunshine, Grace. And wow, that was such an answer to me that she loved me, that she cared for me. It wasn't me driving her crazy, but there were other things in her life
0: that did that. Do you feel like at that point, your anger towards your mom changed?
1: It did. Um, My anger did change. It turned more to forgiveness and love, Um, understanding why with the loss of a son, which I had not had uh, the whole picture of before, and so that really did change to know that that was the case. Uh, I still wish it had not happened. And I wish that she had had um, a sonogram, had had the different things that we have today that are so available to young women who, who are having a difficult time with their
0: pregnancy so that they could um, choose life instead. Grace was able to truly grieve for her mom as she grieved for her dad. She grieves now not just for her loss of life, but how much her mom missed out on. For Grace and for her aunt, who understood more fully what had happened, her mother's abortion was the cause of her suicide. She wishes her mom had been able to meet her sons, had been able to see her and her sister grow up. As she never saw... (laughs)
1: one moment (laughs) okay
0: take your time
1: she never saw my sons she never saw me grow up she never saw my grandchildren and I thought how sad that this could have been changed and I think about women today and I think that's why I'm I am such an advocate for women to choose life um so they have two children, and they're not ready for a third. But just think of what you're doing, and uh, think of all the things, in my mother's case, that she would miss because of that. And uh, I've, I've read uh, in studies that two out of three women who have an abortion are Christians, or they say they're Christians. And that's something that, that shocks me, but that was the case in my case. Mm-hmm. And it's something
0: that the church really needs to step up and address. Grace's mom's story has made her compassionate toward women in crisis pregnancy situations. She has used her grief to help other women and children. Well, I think it made me want to uh, help other women who might have had the
1: same situation to help them, to be uh, more compassionate for someone who is in that situation, and just to strive to be the mom that I can and to help other mothers
0: do that, too. Grace kept her story to herself for decades, and it wasn't until about four or five years ago that she finally shared. In fact, it was through the Life Task Force at Church at the Cross in Grapevine that she finally opened up about what she had endured and what her mom had gone through. And now she sees the fruit from sharing her own story and her mother's story. Well, I joined the Life Task Force, and uh, pre-COVID, I would
1: go over to the um, Women's Pregnancy Center that our church is associated with. It's called Health for Her now. But I would go over one afternoon a week and call women that chose life once a week to see how they were doing, to encourage them, to see if they had any questions or had any problems. And uh, it just helps me to think that that possibly in some way it could be saving a child along the way. Mm -hmm. And a mom. And a mom, Mm -hmm. right. How there's some hurting souls out there that feel like they can't share because um, they feel like they'll be judged, they feel like they won't be accepted, Um, but um, there's just not a dark enough, black enough, cold enough hole to crawl in that Jesus can't restore you. Mm -hmm. It's not the unforgivable sin, Mm -hmm. and we have to
0: understand that there's forgiveness for that. Our hope at Life Task Force is that hearing the stories of these women will encourage you to share your own story in some way. It doesn't have to be on a public forum, but there is healing in sitting down with a trusted friend and allowing them the blessing of helping carry those things that have been heavy for so, so long.
1: He did weave a redemption story out of the ashes of my mother's life. That's true. Can you unpack that a little bit? Oh, weaving a redemption story out of the ashes mm-hmm. of my mother's life. Um, I would say that uh, it, as far as myself, it helped me understand that, you know, there, there are difficulties in life, but with God's help, you can overcome them with, with his help, um, no matter how difficult the situation is, and to seek Um, counseling and to seek help uh, Mm -hmm. rather than to keep things to yourself because there's no shame in that Mm -hmm. um, in doing that because uh, everyone needs to have help at times. Mm -hmm.
0: If you or someone you know is struggling with depression or needs someone to talk to, help is available. You can go to com and reach out to Pastor of Care Pete Brooks or check out our women's ministry page for more resources. Life Stories is a production of the Life Task Force at Church at the Cross. For more information, go to churchatthecross.com.